Hello and welcome back to the Find Your Voice podcast. In case you don't know me yet, my name is Freya Casey. I'm a professional singer and vocal coach. But a few years ago, I decided to go on a journey of becoming the best version of myself. And I want to take you back a little bit and tell you a little bit of my story. So I had my oldest daughter um, 12 years ago almost. She's about to turn 12 this year. And I was kind of in this situation that was very unexpected because her dad, who I was with actually at that time, didn't want to be responsible. So long story short, I found myself being really on my own with her. <clears throat> I still have a little bit of lingering <clears throat> phlegm in my throat. Sorry for that. So as a performing artist, I couldn't really go to gigs unless someone else took care of my daughter. And he was extremely unreliable. So I could not rely on him at all. And also I had singing students in my studio right here who came every single week. And he also was not reliable for that. So he wouldn't show up. So a lot of times I would have to drop my daughter off at the neighbor's house, kind of short notice. It was just a mess. And so basically the first few months I had I always had her with me. I had her tied around me in the baby carrier and I would give lessons. And I felt so bad because it was like, this is loud and I'm singing and the student is singing loud. And I, I feel so sorry for my little girl here. I just can't keep doing this to her. So uh, it was also hard because she got a little older and then she wasn't just quiet anymore. She would, you know, she would disturb the lesson. And that was not great. I had a lot of students cancel, not because my lessons weren't great, but because I said to them, I'm sorry about this. There's nothing I can do about it. And I just don't feel right about trying to carry on with these lessons because we don't have that quality, quiet time all the time. And my my child is the, is the priority. So I made less money like I kept making less money and then there were bills coming in the house and I never, like I always dreaded going to the mailbox because if it, there was another bill, I basically had no money to pay the bills. And it kept piling up. There was this health insurance thing. And here in Germany, it's like the state health insurance. It's like the government, like the, the federal insurance. It's, it's not private. It's, you know, like I had to pay it. And one day the doorbell rang and um, there was the collection person that, you know, it's serious. He was like from the government and he came into the house. I know I didn't have to let him in, but I was so shocked. And I was like, I had so much respect. I let him in. Then he sat down in my dining room. We sat at the table and he just, he was very nice. He was very nice about it. Um, I always ask myself what kind of person takes that job. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> this must be very hard to do that job. And he basically asked me, so do you have anything? Like any other accounts? And I'm like, no. If I had anything, I would pay the bills. I don't have it, literally. I don't have it. I don't know what to do. I'm here, like I have my child and like no one's helping me. <clears throat> and so like she was like less than a year old and so he left and we're like okay we're gonna try to maybe do little you know 
little installments. So it took me months to get out of that. Um, meanwhile, we didn't have a health insurance, but it's the paradox because here in Germany, <clears throat> even if you can't pay your health insurance anymore, they pause, they pause it. So you don't have health insurance, but when you want to get back in, you actually have to catch up. You, you do have to pay even the months that they had stopped your insurance and you were not insured. Sure, you still have to pay that because in Germany they have this law that there can't be a gap. You have to have paid your membership, even though technically you didn't have your health insurance anymore. But anyway, it was several thousand euros. I paid it off. And, you know, after that day, when they when, when that collection person, when he left my house, I broke down and cried. And that's the moment when I decided this is not going to happen anymore. I am not going to rely on anyone anymore. It's all just me. I'm 100% responsible for this. I did rely on someone to be there and help me. But obviously, I can't. What am I going to do about someone else? I can't change their behavior. The only thing I can change that I can do anything about that I have an effect on is my own actions and my own behavior and what I do and how I see things. So I decided I am not going to rely on anyone anymore. And this is not going to happen to where I have a collection guy sit at my house. And that's when I decided kind of kind of went hand in hand because a lot of my students said, but I would like to still learn from you. And I can't even like make a CD or something. And I was thinking CDs aren't that practical because it's really important to see like how I breathe, how I expand my ribs, how I have my posture, how I move my jaw, my tongue and all the stuff that I'm often seeing. So I thought, why don't I just make some tutorials? So I started out with like a group of three or so, two or three singing tutorials. I had a video about posture, one about breathing, and I don't know, I think one about chest voice and head voice or something like that. Those were my phase first videos on YouTube and they're still there. I cringe when I see them because the quality is so bad. You can, number one, the audio is not the best. And I used, I don't know what camera I used. I had a video cam, a camcorder back then. And, but the sound was not good because it was like a few feet away from me. And the video quality, it was okay, but it was not, I didn't have any like, lighting you know it was just natural light in the room and I wasn't right in front of a window I was just sitting at the piano and it was just like right now when I watch it like it's just so cringeworthy worthy because the quality was so bad and then I decided you know why don't I just I saw that a few people watched that I'm like okay it wasn't like anything went viral at all but I was thinking huh this is actually kind of nice maybe I am helping some people and there were a few comments and so I decided, what if I just make one video every week? And so I started every Friday, I published a video. And within the first, like within one year, I reached 1000 subscribers. And I remember that it was like, whoa, I got 1000 subscribers. And when I told my friends, they were like, wow. I mean, nowadays in YouTube standards, it's nothing. But still, the first 1000 subscribers, it was a big deal to me. And I remember doing this giveaway. I gave away a cup that my mom made because she has a pottery shop. Um, and 
I don't know, like tea or something or like throat lozenges for the person. I remember that. I don't remember who it was, but, and then it took one year within the next year, I grew to 10,000. So I knew it was like, I am onto something here. So apparently people like what I'm doing. And I am, I am an expert because I have had many years of experience in singing in proper professional opera and with a band and like all doing all different things and leading a musical theater company, you know, being the director and all that. So I felt like, okay, I started stepping more into my confidence. You know, when I had like those first few videos were very, you could see that I was like thinking to myself like, oh, is this okay? Will people hate it? And I, so I had such imposter syndrome, those first few videos, because I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I have been teaching for years, but still I was like, I don't know that they're like, everyone's going to see this. Are people going to think I'm, I'm a dummy or I, like, this is all wrong. What I'm saying. I was literally that un, like insecure, although I actually really knew what I was talking about. I have a degree. I have a master's degree in opera performance. I like, obviously I know something about singing, right? But it's such imposter syndrome. And then after those 10,000 subscribers, it took me one more it took me one more year to reach 30,000. So it wasn't like crazy fast growth. It was just consistent action. Every single Friday I published a video and then of course I started adding more videos. I don't remember when, maybe that second maybe that third year I actually started being much more intentional. I got a video editor who then started editing editing my videos um, from the Philippines. So it wasn't that expensive. So, but it really helped me a lot when he started editing videos. He was better at editing. And also, you know, like my quality went up. (laughs) I focused more on having, you know, a better camera setting. I remember I had this thing with a Nikon and it wouldn't focus because it didn't have the continuous focus on video back then. Now they all have it. But back then it was like, I had to kind of, I had this music stand that I put where my face would be. Then I focused the camera and then I would stand in the place of, of the of the music stand. So I didn't have anyone helping me. And then sometimes I wouldn't be 100% in focus and it, it was just all that. Um, but I was more aware of like good lighting. I would stand, you know, facing a window and then I got a light and then the quality got better and better. But all that time, I worked toward, you know, like then my daughter went to daycare and then she went to kindergarten and, you know, it got a little easier when she got older. But I made sure that I was self-reliant from then on and that, you know, I'm setting up systems that helped me to never, to where this was never going to happen again. Um, I just wanted to share something because having children on your own is very expensive. So I, two years ago, I had the twins and I made a lot of money the year before the twins arrived. So like my revenue was really good. What, 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 a lot of money. What's a lot of money, but in to my, on my standards, like I kept doing really good. And so I sold a lot of my courses. I did, you know, a lot of work I put in too. And then I decided I wanted to become a mom again and I had twins. So during the pregnancy, I worked ahead. I had a good bit of money saved up 
to, you know, because I knew I was going to have to take at least two, three months off completely from work. I didn't want to try to like push myself because like having twins on your own and then being there one round the hour, not sleeping pretty much at all the first few months, <clears throat> I knew it was going to be hard and I don't want to be, didn't want to be strained financially. So I had a really good cushion. However, <laughs> it was crazy so it was so much crazier than I thought and I was so much more stretched thin than I ever had imagined trying to have these twins even now they're two years old it's it's not as crazy as it used to be but still they're still in the stage they both cry they both want to be carried around <clears throat> sorry about the phlegm and sometimes I literally don't have a hand free because they're like whiny and clingy. And when they're sick, there's nothing I can do. I cannot be on my laptop when they're around because they want to push buttons. And then if they don't, if, they, if I tell them no, screaming and all that. So what I want to say is that, again, this was so unexpected. Like I expected it. I was like, I am so prepared to have these babies and I have such an emergency fund or like I have this money saved up and all that and you know what still wasn't enough so here's what happened in Germany the IRS this is how it works it's different in every country a little bit right so you do your tax return you do all the numbers you send it to you through the German IRS and for one year, and then based on that year, they tell you what, you know, you have to pay ahead, right? So every quarter you pay ahead. So the, the payments for paying ahead, like, I don't know what you call that, but are always based on the previous, the previous year. So here's what happened. The year before the twins arrived, my revenue went way up and we didn't do the tax return until after the twins were born. And then there was this huge afterpayment, like the back taxes I had to pay, this two huge tax bill. And because of that tax bill, they wanted me for the, for the following year to pay so much money ahead of time. But it was the year when I didn't work for six months because I had the twins I hardly got any work done. And then I got childcare and that costs a lot of money. So I'm working like crazy, but my revenue's up, but my actual, what I, what's left of that is so much, so down because I have all these expenses. Um, well, I didn't make as much money as the year before, but the taxes that they want me to pay are still based on kind of like double the money <laughs> because from the previous year. So now I was in this situation to where like this huge, gigantic pet tax bill. Luckily, I had money invested and, you know, put away somewhere to where I could cover that. But only to tell you, you can never be too much of a paperwork ninja and thinking ahead and being responsible. Not knowing is just not good enough. I should have known. I should have done the paperwork even in pregnancy, even with the craziness of the twins, I don't know what I should have done, but I should have been so much more prepared that it's not just a matter of keep continuing to work, but it's also a matter of 
just, I mean, being a paperwork ninja is everything nowadays. I realize that having systems in place, like you could save yourself so much money getting the paperwork done and taking care of everything like admin stuff. And here's the truth. The results you're getting are perfect for the system you've created. You get exactly the result that is logical. So because I did not take care of these things, I should have talked to the IRS and maybe told them the situation right away of, I'm expecting my income to drop significantly this year. Therefore, we can't really base it on that year before they had, you know, before they gave me that bill. Once they send that out to you, it's kind of like, okay, we can't change it. It's there. The bill is there and you have to pay it. And we know what happens. You, you better pay the RIS. If you don't pay the IRS, it's like in Germany, the thing is when you prepare your taxes, and I have a CPA, of course, but when you do your taxes, it is not enough just to put in all the numbers and send that to the IRS. They want every single receipt and you have to send it to them and you have to collect every single receipt, even if it's just postage for a couple of euros. You collect it, you have to turn it in. Every Amazon purchase, bill, I got to print it all out, everything. So I usually have a package like this huge for a year's worth of taxes, like this much stuff. Like every quarter I send this much off to my CPA. So, but this is only to tell you, you have to be responsible. You have to like, it's, it's not the others. Not knowing is just not good enough. It's not, you know, we say in German, it's gilt nicht. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you have to know these things. Take the responsibility and you're the only one who's responsible for the results you are getting. You are never the victim of something. And yes, I could have said, my goodness, the IRS is so mean. I'm a single mom. I have three kids. I have twin babies. Here I am on my own. And now I have this tax bill of like 32,000 euros. And that's a lot of money. I could have just been poor me, poor me. Yes, I did cry initially when I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? But then I was like, okay, I'm grateful. I have some investments it sucks that I have to take the investments out now, but I'm happy because I can actually pay this bill. I can pay the 32000 and I will get some back. Yes, I haven't got it back yet. I will get it back. Um, probably at least 10000 of those I'm going to get back because I was like too much because I didn't make that money that year. I had like the twins. But still, it's not a matter of, oh, I'm the victim. No, now what I'm doing is like, now I'm even more ninja. I'm like, okay, this cannot happen again. <clears throat> even if I have another child, which is something I really desire, I have to be better prepared. I have to take care of my paperwork. I have to get things done. I've got to get crap done. It's only my fault. I'm responsible. I'm an adult. And I'm responsible for my children. I'm responsible for myself. I'm res responsible for paying all the bills. So I have to create a different system. And that's really what I was like. I'm still in the process of tweaking. But with Notion, <laughs> which I showed last time, 
that's where my system is now. Like every month I'm putting all the numbers in and I check. I have like a table where I check. Did I print this out? Did I print this out? I print it out and I save it on my computer or like in, on my Dropbox or something. So that when my CPA ever, like, or if you have to keep the stuff for 10 years because they could do a tax audit. And if they do a tax audit, they need to see every single receipt. You have to keep, um, you send it to the IRS. After they get the return prepared, they, or it's not a tax return. We just do our taxes. I don't get a return. I get a bill to pay more taxes. But they give you your whatever where, you know, they tell you how much taxes you have to pay. You have to keep that and they send the receipts back to you and you have to keep all of that for 10 years. So if there was a tax audit, now I have it on my computer and I have the printed out receipts and my CPA has it on file. And so basically I'm, I'm safe. But this is something I had to learn the hard way. You're not the victim. And I just want to tell you, it's like, you know, we could always complain about others. Like, this is so mean. And you know what? From our perspective, it might be mean, but just take the other perspective. I mean, there's a law. Even if someone else does something to you, it's like, from their perspective, this is the right thing to do. And maybe that's the way they see things. And in the case of anything that has to do with paperwork, government, IRS, this is the law. And, you know, we could argue about this is wrong and this law is not a good law. But you know what? We voted for the people who decided this is going to be the law. We do live in democracy. So this is just the way it's going to be. Um, and I need to be more ninja about claiming more things so I can save taxes totally legally. But I need to be better about that. And it is my job. Yes, my CPA, it's also his, her. It's more, it's, it's one person who prepares my taxes. It's a, it's a big firm and that one lady does my taxes, but it is her responsibility to tell me, it's like, okay, do we have anything like this or this or this? We could like, you know, put it on there and, and claim it as a business expense. That is totally legal, but it is also my job to kind of like be very diligent in like collecting everything that could possibly be like an expense that I can claim. So I hope this was encouraging to you. I didn't, I, I just wanted to tell you that you can get out of things. And you know what? The truth is like even, even the IRS, yes, it's no joke. They want the money. Yes. But even then, if th th these are all human beings who work there and they're not mean, it's not like they're mean. They just do their work. I mean, someone has to do it. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> this could be in a whole other story. I don't know. Does anyone have to do it? doesn't have to be like this. <laughs> but anyway, people are doing this job because they want to have a job and they just do the job. And it's not that they're mean. I don't want to put that label on the officer who deals with my case. It's just like a job. It's just the law. It's the rule. And I have to abide by the rules of the law of the land, right? Even the Bible says that. It might be, it might seem ethically not right. But it's really all about the system that you create. You have to create the systems. If you have had results that you don't desire, you have to change the system. You have to change your approach. Because if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same result again. And that is something I still try to work on. I know the things. I know that principle. But sometimes finding a system isn't that easy. 
I was like, I had to ask myself, how can I to where it's like not this huge ordeal, like printing out all these receipts. And like, then I realized I just need to put all the links where they live because some are in my email, some are like every account you have to log in, right? All these tools that you have, all these subscriptions for my business, I have to log in in each one every month to print out the receipt because they don't send it in the mail, of course, if it's like an online tool. So Zoom, I have to get into Zoom. And what I did is all I had to do was grab the link. There's the sun coming. I had to grab the link, put it in my table that I have every month in front of me. And so I can click it. Why didn't I th think about that before? But it's I had to create the system to make it easy for me. And now ever after every month is over, it's easy enough. I just go to that table, click on the link. And then I'm like, okay, print out this invoice for January 2024. And then I print it out. The printer is right here. I changed the location of the printer. It used to be upstairs. And I'm like, that's dumb because I can never print it out. And when the twins are around, I can't get around to it. So change the system. The printer is right here now. And now it's easy for me to do these things. And I had to make it easy. When something is hard, your brain doesn't want to do it. So make it easy. Come up with a system that makes it easy. Even working out could be something that, you know, create a system, link it to something. Go for that walk. Be when you go wherever, don't drive there, walk there this time or something. Maybe walk a couple miles. <clears throat> there is a system that you can create to get the results that you want. Thank you so much for watching. Maybe you want to check out my website. I have just did an overhaul. Findyourvoice.tv. Um, Masteryourvoice.tv is my singing stuff. And findyourvoice.tv is my mindset. And I have decided what you're going to see on there is that I am a personal growth mentor. And that's really what I want to label myself now. The sun is coming around the corner again. <laughs> that I am, that's what I'm passionate about. And that's what I'm going to be going forward here on Find Your Voice. Because I'm absolutely passionate about personal growth, sharing my own personal growth story and inspiring you and hearing your stories. Be blessed and don't forget to always dream big because a winner is a dreamer who never gives up and who never stops taking action.